Welcome to Toolbox and Testimony, the podcast meant to equip you with tools to help you navigate Christian life and to encourage you with stories of God's faithfulness. I'm Tanner Van Beek, campus ministry worker in Des Moines, Iowa. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 16. Uh, Today is another testimony episode and this is also going to be the very last episode of the podcast for the season. So season one is coming to an end. Christmas is next week. No one wants to do this over Christmas. Uh, A little break would be nice and, and spend time with family and friends at home and everything. But yeah, 16 episodes, I feel like that's a, a pretty good little run for just a hobby. So uh, we've got my friend Vinny here to join me today. Oh, hey. How are you doing, guys? Hey, Vinny. Vinny, how the heck do you say your last name for those of us that uh, pretty much just <laughs> say something different every time that they see you? Um. Yeah, so the, so yeah, it's, you say it like John A., because the N is silent, so you just say John A. John A. Yeah. Yep, I, I, I knew that because we're buds. Yes, sir. For, for anyone who's curious. <laughs> yeah. uh, Vinny and I, man, we probably met like five years ago. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I met you, so like you shared your testimony at the first midweek my freshman year. I think I probably said like hi to you or something. I know like a bunch of people met me at the first midweek, but we've just seen each other like sprinkled. Yeah, throughout like my college career. Yeah, and then we um we both went to a wedding uh, of some of our friends in South Dakota, and that's where we really got to know each other. Our friendship was birthed in a hot tub. <laughs> while it was snowing. It's oh while it was God. snowing. That's in the, the mountains. That's the best time to hot tub Honestly. when it's when it's freezing outside because of the contrast, right? Like. You know, like your head is freezing, but like the rest of you is really warm. And then when you overheat, you can kind of like sit outside the hot tub. But that that's where this friendship, the the genesis of it happened. <laughs> 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 and uh, no, it's been cool. So we've like really gotten to know each other like really well since probably the beginning of the summer. We've got this like really weird, like crazy relationship where it's just like long lost brothers. Dude, we connect so well. It's insane. It's like the kind of connection where you're always finishing each other's sentences. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you listeners thought we were going to do something funny like sandwiches or something. No, no. we finish each other's sentences. And thoughts. Like, it's like that Greek tale of, um, like, you know, that Greek story of like a human came down, but then split into two. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the whole man and woman thing. I, I don't know. I, I can't. I, it's like weirdly in the back of my mind, but um, it's just like we were. I don't know. We're just like two halves. We're like yin and yang, but we're both good. That that that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, you know, you you've heard some of these testimony episodes, so you know that uh, it's just like a time to kind of open up and exalt Christ with our stories and just share stories of how God has been faithful in our lives. And, and so this is just, I'm, I'm excited to have you do that because, you know, I've heard your testimony and I think that it's awesome. And so just, uh, you know, give us some of your story, whatever you want to share. How did you come to know the Lord? Um, how did that all happen? How's God been faithful in your life? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I guess I could do like typical testimony. Um, yeah, I grew. I guess yeah, I grew up in a house where like uh, we talked about like 
we talked about God. Like I remember my first book being like an automated book, uh, and it, and like when you opened it, it was like, God is great. God is good. Thank you for this food. Amen. You know. But like we really didn't go to church. Um, I remember as a second grader, it was weird. Like I would sleep until eleven, even though I know I went to bed early as a kid, and um, like my dad would like. Uh, so I try and get me to go to church, but I was like, oh, no, it's like too early. And then if I did go to church, you know, and I'd be in the kids service. Uh, I like I remember like watching a movie one time and I was like, this isn't Cartoon Network, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, so I wasn't really interested until like sixth grade. And like I looked around my classroom and I was like, a lot of people go to church except for me. Like, I, you know, I should I should go like I should try it out. So then I did. I remember sitting in like the main like adult sermon and like listening to it and I was like this is I liked it and you know I kept going um and like yeah that kept doing that to like eighth grade ninth grade uh I mean went through church like throughout high school and stuff um so yeah that's how I started going to church uh I know around I think I think it was yeah seventh grade like I I started getting into basketball um I actually hated basketball growing up until like seventh eighth grade it's because uh these guys that i had known for like several years that i lived by like they became my older brothers when we were younger um like the older brothers i never had so like whatever they were doing i was doing um just like follow the leader um and they got into basketball and like so i was like oh i've got into basketball too so i did and then they talked about dreams of going to the nba and i was like as a younger brother shoot me too you know um so then, yeah, that's just how I spent my time. Uh, and then, like, at some point, they those dreams for them fizzled out. But for me, I was like, I'll keep it going, you know? Kind of was like, I like this, but also as, like, a thank you to them. Kind of like a tribute to them. Yeah, yeah. they've just been, yeah, it's just such great older brothers to me, you know? Um, so, yeah, like, I'd moved away, but it was, like, still decently close to them. But, um... Yeah, I know. Just continued to play basketball. Uh, try, tried out for uh, eighth grade basketball. Got on like the D team. I had actually never played basketball till like seventh grade, so I was like years behind all my like peers. Um, so yeah, and then like failed. So then I was like, oh okay, I'll just work harder. And then it was kind of rinse and repeat of that of like get like possibly lowest place on the team or the lowest team, and rinse and repeat throughout high school. Um, Barely, barely played JV. It was like last, like last man on JV. Um, but it, but like as time went on from that dream of like, I wanna, I love basketball and I also wanna do this from like my friends that are like brothers to me. Um, it became more of an idol of like I gotta accomplish this, you know. Um, and like yeah, when I look back, I was like that, that was a huge idol because I know at one point, as I was like, you could say growing in my faith, I wasn't a Christian at the time, even though I thought I was. Um, like that idol for basketball kept growing and I remember one day be like as I was failing at it being like like if I lose basketball like I'd rather die than not achieve this dream you know um and like that's a big sign that something's an idol when you're like I'd rather stop living than not have this thing um so yeah and then like as I was failing you know also like Kids are just giving me a hard time with basketball and stuff. Um, I don't know, just getting picked on, you know, because of my race and stuff. And um, that just started to eat at me too. And 
like I remember it's like my junior my senior year I kind of just lost my fire for God like after one morning after practice I remember like going to my room and crying and just being like God like looking looking around at my peers of like how come I'm trying to follow you but and like none of this is working like what I'm hoping for to work with basketball is working but all these people who are not living their lives for you like you know partying sex and drugs and all these things are successful in all these areas that I thought you needed to be successful in uh, and then my fire kind of dulled down for God like junior senior in high school um, and like I just kind of went about my days kind of numb um, and then I kind of like yeah I came to college I think still had hoop dreams uh, but I think God like fizzled that out um, with a conversation with someone one night but uh, yeah I came to college got connected with CF uh, through multiple weird <laughs> instances of meeting Ben, Donnie, and Paul. Um, but, yeah, I got connected to CF. Started reading with Ben Weber. Um, he shared, uh, We were going through Romans. He shared Romans 3.23 with me. Um, you know, because that all of, uh, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And this was the first time I've heard of it. Because um, the church go I went to in high school, like, didn't really share the gospel. Um, I think it was kind of more of like a... You could say prosperity gospel speaking church. Um, and just like that's that was like, yeah, I just hadn't heard the gospel until then. And Romans 3.23, the rest of like my first semester, freshman year is just ringing in my ears um, the whole time. And just like whenever, wherever I went, like cow class, home, showering, like wherever I was going, I was just thinking about that verse. Um, yeah, because I'd never heard of it because in high school, I was actually on a workspace salvation. Just like if I do all these things, like got like, like I'm saved, or, um, and I remember too, like there'd be times I'd sin, and I remember the Ten Commandments, and I was just like, oh shoot, like Lord, please forgive me for breaking all these things, um, and like I didn't know at that time though that Jesus Christ like fulfilled that law, and like me believing in Him would kind of like cover that, you know, um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, I came to know Christ. I think second semester after the Florida Spring Break mission trip, uh, Pastor Luke that Easter was preaching on the evidence of the resurrection, and on the Spring Break mission trip, Tom Short also talked about that, and um, uh, Tom Short shared four pieces, and then Luke shared the same four pieces, but he added a fifth one, which was uh, the Apostle Paul in Acts nine, when the whole road to Damascus when Saul becomes Paul, and I had read that recently, and then when Luke was talking about it. Um, it just kind of clicked in my head of like, yo, like Saul, like was like kind of like a Hitler at the time, and you know if Hitler were to do a total one eighty, for how, for how how much you know about Hitler, it's like that would be insane to us, like, like that that's just not a, like a random thing that happens like every day, you know. So, when I thought about that, I was like, that would be, and that and like Saul became Paul because he interacted with Jesus on the road to Damascus, and it's like. And like it's like it clicked in my mind like, oh, like Jesus is real. And if Jesus is real, then I have sinned against God. And like I just broke down crying. Um, I think during worship, I just broke down crying. It was just like asking God for, to forgive me and to save me. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, and I think I think that's what that's like when the gospel came real to me and I got saved and. Um, yeah, the funny thing with that too is like I remember we were praying to close out the night, and there there was a sister sitting next to me, 
and um like i was like head bowed and i was sniffling from crying and then she reaches into like her bag and hands me a tissue i'm like oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so yeah so yeah so yeah that's my uh testimony how i came to the lord yeah sorry it's a long one (laughs) that's so encouraging that's so encouraging and like i don't know just the way that you're talking about it and you know being able to look back like your yourself of like the idols that you had like in high school and um you know you, you said like a workspace salvation like working and working and, and if i'm doing enough of these things then then i look good to god and um but he like wasn't blessing it like that's like a disconnect right like if you were doing like the good things but mm-hmm. you weren't like getting the fruit of like what you thought god like would give you that's so interesting to me and and yeah i'm just thankful for that testimony i'm thankful like that you came and heard the gospel and, and just the idea of like man that verse romans 323 is just like going around in your head yeah. <laughs> it's like different like it's just crazy how god works like that's god like through it all and, and he's like orchestrating this and he's like doing this to like bring you to him you know it's yeah. so cool it's so cool so we were talking a little bit about, uh, like, like before we started recording, um, I like to ask people like, like before we're recording, just like, if you could talk about one thing, like forever, like, like in the Christian life, like what would it be? And we were talking about serving, mm-hmm. you know, kind of laying down your life and serving. And mm-hmm. recently I'm reading through the gospel of John right now. And I read the account of when Jesus washes the disciples feet mm-hmm. and Man, that's just like that. That's something that I haven't thought too deeply about because I think, like in my own experience, like I've been to like a lot of churches that that really don't preach the gospel, but they'll like go through and like teach this passage, and it will be just all about how like we need to do like good things and we like need to be good people because that's what Jesus told us to do: go and be a good person, you know? Yeah. And like he was the example of like the best person and so that's like what what we should do but there's just like so much more to this there's so much more to the gospel and i was just really struck by it it says that during supper when the devil had already put it into the heart of judas simon's son to betray him jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. And that's when he goes and, like, washes the disciples' feet. Mm-hmm. So that part really struck me of, like, it says that Jesus was thinking about how God had given him, like, authority over all things. God had, God had put him above all these things and that he was about to go back to the Father and, and go back to this glory of sitting at God's right hand. And then what is, like, the immediate, like thing that jesus does so he gets down on his knees and he like washes his disciples feet it's like this very lowly very meager very gentle act (laughs) and man that's like that's one of the beauties of jesus that we see is he like condescends he like comes down to us it talks about all of his authority that he has and then he comes down to us and um you know that that's just what we were talking about before we started recording and i know that you have a passion for serving um 
God has really done something in your heart, like in that regard and giving you like a gift to do that. Like, just like talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think I have this weird itch or just like this, like a, I, you could say a sixth sense of just like, and I don't, it's not a hundred percent like all the time, but like when I see a need, it's kind of just like, I don't, I don't know, it's fixated on it, but I notice it and I'm just like, how can I help in that area? Um, but yeah, like, yeah, earlier we were talking about servitude and yeah, I think God has just blossomed that, I guess that gift or even given me that gift too. I think when he saved me, I'm just like, yeah, just serving. Like I just have this weird itch, this energy to serve. Um, I kind of, I kind of get a second wind too when I'm tired, uh, when it comes to serving. Uh, kind of, that, that happens a lot with like wine fest and hearts fest, uh, in Michigan city, but yeah, no servitude. Yeah. I'm pretty passionate about that. Um, I'm just like, it's a great way to love people. Um, and even like a great demonstration of the gospel. Um, cause yeah, cause Jesus, like he came down from the comfortable right hand of God to come and serve us humans that he knew would not give him any gratitude or love him in return, actually hate him and kill him, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, um, yeah, it's just powerful. Cause even yeah, in that example in the gospels or that part of the gospels, like he, yeah, he has all, he has authority. He is, he is God, but he comes down to do the lowliest task, which is to wash the feet of the disciples. And, you know, like feet were really gross in that culture um, at that time. And I think that just speaks volumes. And then, you know, later on he goes, say like, there's like, um, there's no greater love than this for one to lay down his life for his friends. Um, and just seeing Jesus' example of servitude uh, throughout the gospel, servitude with love, especially, um, it's just it's powerful because I remember I was tabling my junior year um, and like we had a Bible at the table and I read it and um, yeah I think it's Matthew twenty twenty eight 28 uh, when like then this is after uh, Jesus explains to James and John and their mom of like you don't understand what it takes to be the right and the left hand <laughs> in in my kingdom um, and he says like the son of man that did not come to be served but to serve to give his life as a ransom for many and i just kind of rung in my ears too uh last year and like that verse that verse i think is just stuck in me i haven't, I haven't memorized it at all but um yeah i just think it's yeah it's super powerful and like i want to do the same to lay down my life for others because you just sets that example but also like to serve with love you know um we could serve for the wrong motives which i've been guilty of so many times but to serve with love um and like yeah jesus's service was like the ultimate like the ultimate sacrifice and he's done so much for us and and like i don't think i could ever be too tired to serve someone obviously there's times in life where there's obligations where you can't serve but like i don't know i don't think i could be i could be too tired to serve someone um and like yeah i've just seen that throughout the christian walk of yeah some people just not wanting to serve because it's inconvenient but it's like let's look let's look at the i don't think the cross was like super convenient for christ you know and and it's just like he left like heaven to come and serve us and it's just like we should be willing to do the same for others you know so so yeah i'm I'm passionate on fire for serving and yeah yeah Yeah. i just i just think it's it's super sweet i obviously it comes natural to me and to sometimes not to others but 
I think we're all called to serve. Yeah, is that something aspect. that we can, like, get better at? or? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone comes out of the womb just, like, a killer servant. Like, even as I say, like, I'm, I think God has gifted me in it. Like, there are times where it's, like, I don't feel like serving or I feel like I feel too tired to serve. And obviously, I'm not perfect at it. There's times I've failed, but you can definitely get better at it. I think with the grace of God, too. Um, that's something to pray for if yeah you feel called like or you feel convicted of I don't serve that much I don't feel the need to serve and I know I should serve and love my brothers and sisters in this form um, so yeah and I think too even expanding outside of your what you're gifted in you know like because I've seen people like only serve in areas they're gifted in or excel at and it's just like that's it's more than that you yeah know? Like, I, I only yeah. excel in like putting chairs down I, I, <laughs> yeah. I never pick them back up yeah or like <laughs> so. I play tambourine or <laughs> triangle <laughs> <laughs> or mean harmonica but like I don't want to do nursery you know and it's just like no it's like you should yeah it's like no greater love than this to lay down your life for another and it's just like yeah we're called to serve on whatever aspect you can possible and, mm-hmm. and service is just a great way of loving people so yeah and like working through like the the wrong motivations yeah oh right? yeah. like like in your heart of like like you said before like like the right motivation of serving people is like well love for other people and then love for jesus like yeah. like as an act of worship to jesus yeah like doing something for somebody else but then like yeah like what you were saying earlier of like the gratitude like oh man i just i just chopped down this tree or I, I just cleared this forest <laughs> for this person on their property and they yeah. didn't even say thank you <laughs> yeah. you know like where's the where's yeah. the gratitude it's like they just expected me to do this yeah and, and it's like wrestling through in, in yourself of like your own motivation of like this was good even if they don't say thank you yeah this this was good if there is no gratitude and, and i like i want to show love to this person and i want to show love to Jesus by doing this and do this as an act of worship to him. You know, that's something that we can always like be working on is, is like recognizing those, those improper motivations in our heart and, and taking them to the Lord and repenting of them and just reminding ourselves the love that Christ has for us. Yeah. And I think that then the gospel can also become realer to you too. of just like, yo. Know, like no gratitude in this situation and I'm huffing and puffing what about when Jesus came and died for us was on the cross but then prayed for God to forgive us and then took on all our wrath and we had zero gratitude you know everybody abandoned them and ridiculed them so mm-hmm. so yeah um so most of our listeners are college age students and you know they're they're trying to follow Jesus and you know, any source of encouragement and that helps. Is there like any last thing that you want to encourage them with? Hmm. Man, I feel like there's a time. Uh, I think because we were talking about the heart and like this has been encouraging to me and helped me a bunch this semester. But just like, what is your heart's worship? You know, because uh, like when we before we like legitimately started the year, we had like our powwow for Drake CF up in the mezzanine at church and uh caleb thompson like he gave us the rundown for the year especially with covid um like a he, hype up like a hype up yeah yeah he gave us a hype up he gave us like what we could do like how to go about things and 
And then um, he talked about at the end of just like, like your heart being for Jesus, of just worshiping Jesus, you know, instead of just like let like going through the motions or doing the actions or doing the actions with the wrong motives, which I've been guilty of, and um, which has actually come to bite me, <laughs> bite bite me back, and um, like when he told me that, I was like. That's what I need to do this year, this semester. Because last year, I faced burnout first semester um, because I was doing stuff for the wrong motives and um, and not having Jesus, like forgetting my first love, what Caleb also says, which is Christ, you know. Um, shout out to Caleb. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm just like, Christ being my first love, being my worship, and that he is the fuel in everything I do. Um, and I, that, yeah, that's what's something I want to encourage uh, the listeners to just like, yeah, just having Christ as your worship. And like when you realize you have those wrong motives of just like stopping and praying and asking God to help you do this for him out of love for him. So, yeah. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, I think it's super vital. And... In spirit and truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, last thing's last <laughs> first things first last things last do you have any book recommendations i actually listeners? have two two um, oh my goodness what a blessing yeah i would say three but i'm not fully done with this one book but um like two and a half suggestions oh okay it's I'll christmas season people are shopping exactly out. they have a lot of time to... <laughs> um first one i read this like freshman year uh and like the stuff in this book is just stuck with me but saturated by jeff vanderstelt um it's it's such a good book it's it's a very readable book too um for those who don't read a lot um uh yeah this book i from what i remember from this book it just it really taught me like what life on life discipleship and also reaching out to people looked like because um, the author jeff vanderstelt talks about how uh he would reach out to neighbors how like um if his kids uh, went to the same school as this other like family that lived down the street like they were driving to school or driving to soccer practice together or like serve on the same PTA board you know he like lived life on life with the people he was reaching out to but also the people that he like that was in his congregation and that was like super powerful to me um, like as a freshman like you know coming to the faith and just like oh this is what life on life discipleship or living life on life and community looks like and it's, it was such a great book. I remember I couldn't stop talking mm -hmm. about it after reading mm -hmm. it. Um, the second book, uh, here's a surprise, The Meaning of Marriage. Um, Yo. <laughs> dude, Tim it's Keller. such a, yeah, dude, it's such a good book. Um, shout out to Tim Keller. Um, that book's been making rounds in, in our Drake Campus Fellowship, guys. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's so good. So obviously it's a book about marriage and Tim Keller's explaining the meaning of marriage and all this great advice, but, um, like I think, oh man, I remember with it was within the first fifty to hundred pages, like he like talks about God's love for us. I and like that's demonstrated through, you know, Christ in the church. But I just remember reading reading it and just like just overwhelmed by just God's love for me. And, like that's like throughout the book too and like it was just so good. And then like I was like I like remember when I was close to finishing it or like I finished it, I was just like I just couldn't stop talking about this book and just like how awesome it was. Um, like I'd recommend it to anybody, so single or married. Mm -hmm. but just like, yeah, just like 
yeah, obviously it's talking about marriage, but also you see God's love through the pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, he wrote it with his wife too. So yeah, kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I think she wrote maybe a whole separate chapter. Maybe I, I don't think know. A couple different chapters, but yeah, yeah. Um, What's the one you're reading now? Oh, so I kind of took a pause because I'm doing this other thing, but uh, the case for Christ. Um, it's like an apologetics book yeah, by Lee, Lee Strobel. Yeah, yeah, Lee Strobel. Um, I think it's just been. It's just been fascinating. Um, obviously, I've stopped and started a bunch while reading this book, but um, yeah, where I left off, it's just like you just see the evidence. Like where I'm at, I've seen the evidence for the Gospels and just like like how they have learned how they've like created documents and how scribes have copied down the Gospels throughout the ages and just like how true the Gospels are. And like after every interview he's done to to like find out more about the gospels because Lee Strobel was an atheist at one point but now he's a Christian um, after the interviews he asked them like okay all this research you've done because he's talked to talk to skilled people in different aspects of the gospels like New Testament knowledge or ev- like historical evidence of gospel time stuff like that um, he asked them like uh, like all this research you've done how has this like increased your faith and he's like and they're all like, certainly, <laughs> it's increased my faith immensely. Or like solidified their faith. So, so yeah, so yeah, that's my half recommendation. Still need to finish it, but dude, let's go. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great book too. Well, man, thanks for being on the show. That was so encouraging. I really appreciate uh, your time and your testimony. It's been cool to see you grow. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, and. Guys, this is the, like I said, the last episode of the year, uh, episode 16. So I'm going to take a little bit of a break for, for Christmas break and start up again in the new year. So in January. So I just really appreciate everyone that's listened. I really hope that you've been truly encouraged by hearing God's faithfulness in the lives of these people. And yeah, let's just praise him through it all. He, he's always faithful in our lives. He's always bringing these things together, even when we don't necessarily see it. So I encourage you to take the time here at the end of the year. Think about everything that's happened to you in this crazy year. Um, just all these different events and everything, and just take the time to reflect and really just open your eyes to what God has been doing through it all. Because if you're a son if you're his daughter, he, he's been working these things together for your good and, and to know him better and to make you more like Christ. And that's always just the comfort that I return back to. So thanks for listening. Thanks to all of you for tuning in to this episode of Toolbox and Testimony. Remember, if you'd like to receive curated content from around the web delivered weekly to your inbox, that means songs, articles, videos, and other resources that I believe will stir up our affection for the Lord Jesus, go check out toolboxandtestimony.com and sign up with your email address. If you found this episode helpful and encouraging, please share it or leave a rating on whatever platform you listen. This will help put the content in front of more eyes, meaning more people will be equipped and encouraged. Thanks again. Until next time, I hope your soul is encouraged and your toolbox is heavier.